0: hello and welcome to another edition of the phnx d podcast right here on phnx my name is derek montia of course i am your mayor of phnx and i'm joined by the traveling vice mayor of phnx the one and only jesse friedman
1: i am almost there derek i am in southern california as we speak so Uh, the the days of you having to get replacements for me on the show are over. Hopefully, you'll accept me on the show on a daily basis. I don't know. Maybe you st- maybe you'll still want to get rid of me uh, one or two days a week, but we'll we'll see how things turn out. It's like a professional
0: sports team, Jesse. Nothing here is guaranteed. Everybody's playing for a spot, and right. You know, if you leave the door open to opportunity, someone else might sneak in, and uh, you know, make the most of that opportunity. But I would never replace you. I've told you that. Of course. This show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one rated sportsbook app. Uh, of course, uh, get down on the sports DraftKings Sportsbook app with our code of PHNX, and new customers can bet just $5 on this uh, Stanley Cup that kind of took a turn in game three. I was pretty confident about betting on the Colorado Avalanche, and once again, I look like a fool, which is... What I do so well, but uh, if you bet $5 on either NHL team to win their game, you will get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup final. Must be 21 or older, Arizona only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit required. Uh, Restrictions apply. See show notes for detail. And Jesse, I'm telling you this much. I knew better than the bet on the Diamondbacks on the DraftKings Sportsbook app when going up against the San Diego Padres, especially with you, Darvish, on the mound. I thought about it. I had the app up, you know, and then uh, I once again went on the puck line for the Colorado Avalanche. And I can't stop betting uh, on the Colorado Avalanche because much like betting against the Coyotes uh, to win, betting on the Avalanche has been Pretty good money this season on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. But again, like I said, not betting on the Diamondbacks. Uh, They lose game one to the Padres, four to one. One of the interesting things that came out before the game started was David Peralta was scratched prior to the game with lower back tightness. But before we knew that it was lower back tightness, Jesse, the speculation, uh, there were were murmurs on the internet about why uh, David Peralta could be scratched. Of right. course one of the biggest reasons being that David Peralta is a prime trade candidate for this team at this point and everybody I feel like is waiting for that to start going down. I, I don't think this team is a fire sale team, but do we I mean should should we should we be on like David Peralta watch whenever he's scratched from the lineup like this?
1: We, we, you gotta love this part of the year, right? Where the moment anyone scratched from the lineup, it's instant oh, speculation it, what, and everyone. What, what, <laughs> what, 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 what? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that, um, the diamondbacks are likely to make a move this early in the process. We're obviously still a ways out here from the trade deadline. Um, but it's not surprising that people had that thought. Uh, David Peralta is someone that I think is widely expected by a lot of people to get moved at the deadline. He's a left-handed hitter. Um, he's a, he's a veteran presence who's performed well this season, um, but is not necessarily, um, a guy that diamondbacks need in the lineup every single day, just given how much depth they have in the outfield at this point. So, um, yeah, the speculation on that front is understandable, but yeah, it's lower back tightness. It looks like, uh, we're recording this right before the Tuesday night game. So it looks like he's not in the lineup for that one. So, don't have any further updates on that as of right now but hopefully David's okay and and he's back on the field soon.
0: Did Darvish dominating the D-backs take you back to week 1 all over again Jesse where we saw this <laughs> team come out and just
1: kind of get slaughtered by the uh, starting pitching again uh, of the Padres? I mean you Darvish has had just a lot of success against the Diamondbacks in his major league career he Really, didn't he uh, didn't he, isn't his career high in strikeouts against us I believe? Yeah, he has something like, um, I think I, I looked it up right before his start against the Diamondbacks earlier in the season. He had something like 15 strikeouts per nine, yeah. or just yeah, like an yeah. ungodly right. number of strikeouts per nine right. against right. the Diamondbacks in his career. Um, he only had five strikeouts in the game yesterday, so uh, I guess you you take the small victories where you can. Um, but yeah, the Diamondbacks in this one tonight, Derek, get uh, Sean Mania, um, who was a handful of, the first time I the Diamondbacks saw him this season, he didn't allow a base hit uh, through seven innings and I was removed pretty one. much. Yeah, a lot of people probably remember that. He was pretty much just removed because of pitch count because that was his first start of the season. And, you know, it was early in the year. And because of the lockout and everything, uh, the shortened spring training guys' pitch counts were a little bit lower. Otherwise, it's very possible that Sean Minaya could have had a shot at throwing a no-hitter in that one. Um, but he's up against Zach Allen. So it should be a, should be a fun matchup in this one tonight.
0: Alec Thomas extends his hitting streak to 12 games in game one of this series. And once again, just looks like an absolute stud for this team. Currently slashing 276, 338, 440 with a 778 OPS. Uh, we, we, if you, if you want to count Buddy Murphy's OPS, he's the, uh, or Buddy Kennedy's, uh, he's the the, uh, second best OPS on the team. But I don't think think Kennedy has enough at-bats under his belt to be considered that, considering uh, how long Alec Thomas has been patrolling center field for Arizona and how good of a job he's done it, not just offensively, but defensively. He's honestly one of their best hitters right now. Uh, They finally moved him up to the two-hole very briefly for one game, but then he was moved back down in the lineup today, I think
1: to I want to say six. Yeah. He's sitting, yeah, he's sitting seventh against Sean Maniah. My seven. guess is my guess is that's just a lefty righty thing. So so maybe we start to see him bat second um in games where the D backs are facing a righty and then against a lefty like Mania um Put he's a lot, lot slower in, in the lineup. Yep. Yeah. That Luplo's sort of batting uh leadoff, right? Yeah, Jordan Luplo, they the, the diamond packs love their you know they're right-handed hitters who kind of slug lefties. We've seen them use Carson Kelly in that spot leading off against uh, lefties in the past, which is which is not. I mean that's not shocking. Carson Kelly has a history of of destroying left-handed pitching, even if he's struggled re- uh, recently. So, um, but yeah, Alec Thomas has been the real deal, Derek. I mean I don't know what the what more the Diamondbacks really could have asked. We've seen a lot of rookies lately who have come up. And have struggled. Um, That's sort of been the trend. If you look at Bobby Witt Jr., you look at Julio Rodriguez, you look at some of the other big-name prospects around the game. Most of them have really struggled out of the gate. They've had their growing pains. And I think Alec Thomas, there's a case to be made that he's had about as seamless of a transition into the big leagues as anyone. Um, He's in the running for the Rookie of the Year, Derek. I mean, there is no, there is no disputing that at this point. Um, he's not the clear favorite. There's a, there's a few names in there that I think are really close right now. Yeah. Um, but he's already done enough in 39 games to show that he belongs in that conversation, and he's probably going to stay there for the rest of the season.
0: It seems like a tough season for that. And I mean, again, these are meaningless awards, right? These aren't things that matter in the grand scheme of things because it's all about you know, his development and and the fact that he's good, the fact that he would be considered for the rookie of the year, uh, you know, conversation, I think is, is incredible. It's what we wanted to see, but this year has a lot of really good rookies. You know, the, the, across yeah. the league, there are a lot of rookies making a big splash. Like you said, there are some of the big names that aren't really performing at the same level that Alec Thomas is, but there's a lot of guys that are coming up and immediately making an impact. Uh, we just saw O'Neill Cruz, uh, the pirate six foot uh, seven prospect that people in Pittsburgh have been dying to see get called up, come up, and uh, immediately make an impact himself. I think he had a double. More importantly, he threw the ball like a hundred miles an hour, pretty much to first base. It was incredible. Uh, the guy has a cannon on him, and you know this is going to be a tough season for someone like Alec Thomas to be considered. Roy but I don't care. We're starting the Roy campaign. We are on the Alec Thomas rookie of the year bandwagon right now. I mean, we were bandwagon. We're, we are we are the conductors of the train, but everybody is welcome on the Alec Thomas rookie of the year bandwagon because he deserves it. I think, and it'll be interesting to see where the numbers fall later in the season. Obviously, I, I think, you know, you, you have this thing with rookies getting called up. Sometimes they, are good initially and then they go through that slump you know the that everybody kind of experiences as a big league ball player we're just not really seeing that out of alec thomas it's not to say that he's yeah. played perfect baseball but i mean currently on a 12 game hitting streak and with the highest ops of any player that has 50 plus at bats. so you know of course we're, we're not seeing him slow down at any point you know uh i think lavallo said the thing that he loves the most about him is like his heart, you know, and this is his ability that he's just there ready to play baseball every single day. Just, you know, uh, like no intimidation, no, you know, no, no, I guess gleam in his eye about being at the major league level. I'm part of that could be his experience of being around, you know, major league baseball. Of course, Sometimes that does make it easier for you to be there. I remember Buddy Kennedy talking about the, you know, being up at the major league level, not hitting him yet. And we were talking to him in the clubhouse and he was like, I don't know when it's really going to hit me because it's all happened so fast. He, he was like, yeah. maybe maybe it'll be during batting practice or maybe it'll be like once I'm out there and I see like the the stands kind of filling up and stuff, you know. But yeah, I mean, for some of these guys, I don't know if it if it hits you if you've been prepared the way that so many minor leaguers are prepared. With Alec Thomas, though, you talk about a, a guy that's grown up in, in a major league clubhouse. He's been there yeah. his entire life. He has been coached and mentored by some of the biggest names in White Sox history. And he's an incredibly like prepared talent, right? Like he is yeah. he is ready to be here. There, there is no kind of, you know, being kind of scared by being at the bigs and making it to the show. He's just, he, he's he been dying to be here and he, he's been ready, you know, probably mentally for longer than he has been ready physically, right? Like, yeah, but it's just, it's so much fun to see. It's so great to see guys like him and Buddy Kennedy getting the, you know, ex- uh, not only experience that they're getting this season, but to have the success that they're having, you know, it just, it makes it that much easier to acclimate to the major league level.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think my next piece on on gophnx.com is probably going to be laying out the case for Alec Thomas as rookie of the year and, and, you know, doing a deep dive and comparing him with some of the other names. I'll give kind of a little sneak peek into that right now. Um, Most of the, the advantage that Alec Thomas has is that most of the notable um, rookie uh, rookie of the year candidates are actually in the American League. So Bobby Witt Jr., Julio Rodriguez, Jeremy Peña is go. probably the clear front runner in the American League right now. Um those three are all American League guys. So they're off limits for the National League Rookie of the Year award. And the National League, I think it's Brendan Donovan of the St. Louis Cardinals had a really good year. He's hitting 313 uh, with a 420 on base percentage. That's certainly enough right there to get you in the conversation. That's in 48 games. Um, Michael Harris, the second of the Atlanta Braves, has only played 22 games, uh, but all he's done is hit 346 with a 580 slugging percentage. Um, So he's certainly put up some big numbers. Um, (laughs) Not the same guy that we're familiar with, but Luis Gonzalez of the San Francisco Giants. uh, Uh, I know that guy. That guy knows me on a first-name basis. It's crazy. I can't believe it. He's sitting 308 for the Giants this year has also had a really good season. Um, and then there's Alec Thomas. And I think I think all of those guys have a really good shot I uh, a really good shot. I should probably also mention uh, Christopher Morrell of the Chicago Cubs. We've we've gotten a little bit of a glimpse of him. Uh, Jack Sawinski of the Pirates has also had a pretty oh, good that's season. Jack Sawinski, that guy. The yeah. Pirates have a
0: fun, talented team too. I think the Diamondbacks and the Pirates are both there for these rookies coming up and having an immediate impact and just being exciting because they seem to be filled with
1: those guys as well over there in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, and that, and I haven't even mentioned say a Suzuki yet, who of course was like the front runner, like the clear front right. runner for NL rookie of the year going into the season. He's had a good season, but he's probably behind uh, Alec Thomas and some of the other names I've mentioned. So I would, I, I would be somewhat bullish on this to be to be honest Derek and I'll explain sure. exactly why in the article but I really think Alec Thomas has a shot here. He hasn't played as many games as a lot of those other guys have and yet he's still put up he's still been a similarly valuable player over the course of of fewer games than those guys have. His batting numbers look sustainable. There's nothing that looks fishy about it. Some of those big numbers I read off for of the other guys, they don't look sustainable at all. You look at some of the batted ball numbers. It looks like some of those guys have gotten pretty lucky um, with some with some balls flying, uh, dropping in, and uh, there's some questions about whether those guys can sustain it. So um, it's a wide pool. There's a lot of different candidates, but I think Alec Thomas has as good a chance as anyone out of that group.
0: Let me blow your wig back a little bit with Alec Thomas's numbers here, Jesse, because he currently, Alec Thomas, our young king, currently has the longest active hitting streak in Major League Baseball. Wow. 12 games, huh? 12 games, followed by Trey Turner with 11, Luis Roberts from the Chicago White Sox with 10, and Reese McGuire also with 10. Uh, Actually, you know what? I take that back. I think Alec Thomas is tied uh, with Trey Turner at 12. He is also tied for third with all NL rookies for home runs. He is tied, or actually, uh, he has third place alone in hits. And third place alone in runs scored. Fourth in doubles, seventh in uh, extra base hits, and ninth in RBI. So some pretty good numbers for Alec Thomas. Again, we will uh, continue to teach you on this show that that, that things like RBI uh, are more of a product, right, Jesse, of circumstance. They are. Rather they are. than your actual skill level. So we're not going to care about RBI as much as we're going to care about some of those other numbers. But Jesse, I am excited to read your piece on gophnx.com when it drops. Of course, if you're not a member, please sign up to become a member. Uh, If you haven't done so already, uh, if you want to get an annual membership, you will get yourself a free t-shirt over at thephnxlocker.com. That's, that's whatever t-shirt you want and shout out to our contest winner, by the way, uh, I have not forgot about you, uh, Mr. Hanley, and we will be getting you out your code for your free T-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. Uh, but of course, if you haven't signed up to become a member, grab that annual membership. If you're not interested in the annual membership, you can get a month to month membership and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. So either way you're getting uh you're getting the hookup. And then you also get members only discounts uh, over at the phnxlocker.com. Regardless of your membership status, you'll also get access to our members only discord that has been one of the most fun, I want to say funnest, Jesse, but I know you're not going to let me say funnest and I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to say that in front of a teacher, in front of a professor, but I will say it was, it was the most fun place for you to spend your nights watching Arizona Diamondbacks games. It's, uh, it's a party in there and you can be part of it by becoming a member over at gophnx.com. Become part of our family. We want you to become part of the family. Also, we want you to join us Because we are going to be doing some live shows next week. Next Wednesday, uh, Jesse Friedman and myself will be out at Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe. And we will be coming to you live from Four Peaks. Our friends at Four Peaks with their wonderful array of beers. Jesse, I cannot wait. To be there wow because. this is
1: this is news to me see derek doesn't tell me these things in I advance i anything. just i just find I'm out taking on the a, i'm
0: taking them to the maya day club pool party with ogs i'm taking them out to four peaks brewery <laughs> we're going all over the place folks but of course all the phnx shows will be out at four peaks brewery next week on wednesday so make sure to join us all live that day come on down to four peaks brewery enjoy the wonderful delicious variety of beers they have hop knot ipa wow uh, Joy bus, all my favorites, uh, hazy IPA. And of course I've talked about it a lot. I don't like peach flavored stuff, but I do love the peach golden ale. So uh, stop by, join us. If you aren't able to join us at the Uh, Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe. Make sure to jump uh, online and watch us. We'll all be there all week long. And regardless of uh, anybody can come down to the Four Peaks Brewery because they serve food and you can bring the family. But you must be 21 or older to enjoy Four Peaks and enjoy responsibly. Make sure to try their delicious food because not only do they make some fantastic beer, but their pizzas are out of this world. Not to mention uh, their other variety of amazing food that you can get if you come down and join us live be there with us we'll be there all day like i said jesse's gonna be there jesse lives here now so he doesn't understand uh the culture of me dragging him to all of these places that we're gonna go from now on i sometimes <laughs> opt out because i'm lonely i'm the guy i'm the i'm the d-backs guy standing there in the corner getting picked on by Cheerston seussle having <laughs> her knock my beer out of my hand you know by the way that happened folks i didn't just drop my beer she knocked, uh, she knocked a beer. Out Jiersten, she checked me up against the wall i think she had a hockey stick in her hand i'm not sure but uh she <laughs> talked like shit to me she was like yeah punk oh. and then like she made me drop my beer it was crazy she's a bully um and you can come be bullied by jirsten live at the uh, four peaks brewery because she'll be there as well uh it's she's disrespectful jesse she's disrespectful is basically what i'm trying to get at and um What's also disrespectful is uh, the love for the Arizona Diamondbacks in the All Star voting, because holy cow, if you aren't Cattell Marte, uh, you aren't you aren't even in the top ten for voting. And I was kind of, I was a little flabbergasted by this, Jesse. I mean, I guess it makes sense, right? Uh, yeah, our our fan base is small. Uh, we aren't uh, a very historic team or, or or an extremely popular team, but. Currently, Cattell Marte is the D-backs' only player currently in the top 10 for their position all-star vo- votes. He is currently 10th uh, in the National League for second base. Uh, no love at all for Christian Wa- Walker or Dalton Varsho. Uh, and I guess I have to ask, do you think anyone besides Jake over at John Boy is paying attention to this team, Jesse?
1: Yeah, I mean, this isn't exactly uh, new for... The valley right i mean the diamondbacks have been undersold in all-star voting pretty much oh my god <laughs>
0: remember how hard we had to try to get paul goldschmidt in i had a t-shirt we had a
1: t-shirt <laughs> from the d-back
0: nation of vo- you know trying to urge people to vote our guy paul goldschmidt and imagine yeah needing to vote in america's first baseman like come on get it it's ridiculous it was a it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Now, now that he's with St. Louis,
1: he's like one of the top vote getters in the entire, all in all of baseball. Yeah. I, I think, it, I mean, if we're talking top 10, then yes, the Diamondbacks should have other guys in there. Um, realistically does Dalton Varshow, uh deserve to be an all-star or even does Christian Walker deserve to be an all-star or does even could Marte really deserve to be an all-star. I I think it's a pretty hard sell. Looking at the numbers, I, I really don't see a, a great case for any of those guys. Um, Christian Walker, you at least feel like, you know, he's hitting one ninety-nine, which it's almost impossible to be a major league all-star with a batting average that low, um, even in an era where, you know, batting average is not is not everything right. Everyone's looking at other numbers now more than they ever have, but a batting average of 199 is, is pretty tough to get past. I think Christian Walker's still been the victim of some bad luck, but um, unfortunately I think it's going to be really tough for him. Um, yeah. I Things don't look great, Derek, uh, to be frank on the all-star <laughs> front. Um, I don't, I don't think any of those guys uh, really deserve to be an all-star and, and you know that um, you know, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be honest here and, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to stay away from, from playing the the total fan card on, on sure. this front. And, and yeah, the, I don't think the Ducks have any position player all-stars uh, this season. Maybe they could, if Cattell were a little bit more himself, if he hadn't gotten off to such a poor start to the season, maybe if Christian Walker doesn't have such bad luck at the plate, getting balls to drop in his BABIP is still like 177, which is ridiculously low. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think any of them deserve to be in. So maybe you still feel a little bit um, disappointed if you're a D-backs fan that there aren't at least guys in the top 10. I think all of those guys probably should be in the top 10 at their position at the very least. Um, but I don't think any of them are getting in anyway. So So maybe, maybe that's not really worth getting too worked up over.
0: That's valid. That's valid because really at the end of the day, uh, Christian Walker is probably the only guy I would feel like deserves to be in the top 10 for his position, considering where he's at, not only with his home runs, but his defensive runs saved. Right. We've talked about how good yeah. he's defensively it's just not a metric that people typically care about. People look at batting average above most other metrics, even though it doesn't really do a great job of, you know, showing you how good of a hitter someone can be. Right. Uh, Yeah, the the, uh, article on MLB.com did an article about who should be all-stars and Zach Gallen was one of their players in the NL West that they name in their article about players who should be all-stars. So I guess my question to you is every team has a
1: representative. Does Zach Gallon end up being our sole representative this, this season? I think it's pretty likely uh, if I'm being honest, I think there's a pretty good chance that that's the case. Um, yeah. Anyone? Uh, anyone else getting in? If if anyone, Derek, it might be Joe Mantiply, uh, which is something that I don't think we ever expected hey. to say a few months ago. But hey. he has had an incredible season, and he he's leads a the reliever. National
0: League with a zero point three six ERA, and is second in the majors, trailing only somebody who has a zero point zero zero ERA. So he's the only one with a real ERA. I don't trust whatever the hell (laughs) J.P. Friar Season is doing for the Tampa Bay. Fire Season? Is his name Fire Season? Is it J.P. Fire? I know it's not spelled that way, but it seems like... it's pronounced that fires i don't anyway I don't think that's a um i'm oh, sure that's not who you're talking about that's yeah not a real person J- no there is it's it's f e i y e r i s i s e n it sounds i'm just gonna say. That is unfortunate. Last name is Fire Season. Uh, you could tell me that I'm wrong, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm pretty you. sure that's
1: wrong, but I couldn't really sure tell that, you. It's
0: fine. It doesn't matter. We're moving on. Mantiply, meanwhile, owns a franchise record 27 consecutive appearances without a walk. The yeah. longest streak in baseball uh, since uh, somebody else had one in 2020. Mantiply is also tied for the second longest active scoreless streak in the majors with 16 games without giving up a run. So, Come on, give it up for Joe Mantiply doing it, uh, without any kind of fanfare or any kind of, you know, uh, I guess notoriety, right? Like he just goes out there and does his job and people even fans of this team. I think don't really, uh, give him his flowers as often as he should get them for what he's been doing for the bullpen this season.
1: Yeah. His numbers are crazy. Um, I mean, there's really no, or, no other way to put it. I mean, he's had, he has a 0. 0.36 ERA. Um, Ryan Helsley, the, um, St. Louis Cardinals reliever ha- also has a 0. 0.36 ERA. Um, he and man have had basically an exact, the exact same season. Helsley is given up one run over 25 innings and Joe Mantiply has given up one run over 25 and a third innings. So maybe, (laughs) maybe that extra out is what puts him over the top and and gets him into the all-star game. But yeah, if any, if anyone is going to make it other than gallon, it's probably Mantiply. that still might be a bit of a stretch. Just given the history of, of middle relievers getting into the all-star game, it's not something that we see all that often. Usually if someone in the middle innings does get in, it's because they're a multi-inning guy. Um, so right. you know, like Andrew Miller back in the day uh, yeah. with Cleveland was was one of those guys where he was giving you so much value, even though he wasn't closing games. Joe like been mostly eliminating If Caleb Smith was putting up Joe
0: Manse numbers, for instance, like, sure, that might be sure. somebody that might sneak in. But when you watch the All Star game, realistically, they just use one starter after the next uh, yeah. in the game, and that's the way that it goes down. By the way, just to clarify. Uh, for some sports networks out there that might not really <laughs> understand how this thing works, <laughs> we don't get to vote in pitchers, you guys. So yeah, yeah, there've been um, people if, trying, if you're, to, if you're trying to clicking on a links, trying to vote Zach Gallon in, and can't figure it out. It's not you; it's the people that told you <laughs> to do it. So uh, according to MLB on their website, uh, pitchers are not uh, selected by vote; they will be selected by MLB and by, yeah. uh, is it the team who, who else selects it?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think it's the, the league, probably the managers, uh, the players have some, have some role in that as well. Um, and it's the same with the, uh, the backup players are not necessarily done in order yeah. of all like of where the, the pitchers and position
0: out. player reserves are chosen through a combination of player ballot selection and choices made by the commissioner's office. So sure. We have no say in the pitchers.
1: Yeah, which which is good, honestly, from, from the diamondback standpoint. Um, not having the popular vote. Uh, we all have seen how the popular vote tends to work when it yeah, when it comes to the diamondbacks and and we're that's seeing it right point. now with none of those none of those players that we mentioned even being in the top ten like they should be. Um, yeah, I mean, Zach Gallen, if if it's a popular vote, might not get in just because there's not enough name credibility there. Uh, For a smaller market team like the Diamondbacks, but I think you can feel very confident that Zach Gallen will get in by virtue of of the process that the league uses. So that's a great um, point. But uh, yeah, there's probably something fat, uh, something sad in this for fans, just that you know, they don't get to like rally around and vote for someone that they feel really deserves to be in the all-star game. And and that's not to say that you shouldn't rally around Christian Walker and Dalton Varsho and Gatel Marte, those guys certainly deserve, you know, their votes. It's just, it's just going to be a bit of a harder case to make than, you know, like Paul Goldschmidt back in the day where it was really just nonsense that he wasn't, uh, you know, far and away the leading vote getter at first base.
0: Jesse, here's
1: the thing. Um,
0: there are times where you just can't leave the vote in the hands of the people. Yes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not for taking the votes away from people. Right. But what I'm saying is one time the New York Mets marketing department decided to allow the fans to choose which eighth inning song they would play. And of course, of all songs they picked, they decided to go, with rick astley's never going to give you up thus rick rolling the entire stadium uh (laughs) pitbull was voted to go perform at a walmart and the walmart that the fans selected was one in alaska taylor swift put up an opportunity for a contest for her to perform at a u.s school and people decided to start putting in votes for her to perform at a school for the deaf uh Justin Bieber almost got sent to North Korea, Jesse. There are times where the internet has proven that it can't be trusted. Um let's not forget about the time that they wanted to name a boat uh Bodie McBoatface or a whale Mr. Splashy Pants. So <laughs> That's some incredible research
1: for me, Derek. I'm impressed. Here's the thing,
0: Jesse. I, <laughs> I, I remember so many of these moments because I lived through them, and I may or may not have been involved in the vote to help these names get to where they got. But uh, again, mm. this is the reason why you can't trust people to vote for things, honestly, because sometimes, especially when we get bored, we'll just decide to uh, prank you.
1: Um, with People like stupid... you can't be trusted. Is basically what you're what you're acknowledging here. That's what I'm gonna say. Um, I'm gonna say
0: that one time, <laughs> Mountain Dew decided to let us uh, uh, vote for the flavor of their new uh, their new Mountain Dew, and I think the number one uh, choice was Soylent Green. Um, uh. <laughs> but uh, again, <laughs> there, there were some way worse picks than that. Uh, I mean, the NHL game, the, uh, fans voted for, uh, in 2007, a Vancouver Canucks defender that really had no business being in there, but just they, they, (laughs) they did it. They hijacked the vote and they got it in. So, uh, fans can do whatever they want when you let them do it. And then I'm honestly, you gotta, if you let fans decide on things like that, then you gotta stick to it. That's the part that sucks. So there you go.
1: Yeah, it's dangerous. Anyway,
0: uh, you, the best you can do is go out get yourself some OGs gummies uh, and try to have the most fun that you can when they allow you to do the voting. By the way, I am 100% completely taking Jesse uh, to a pool party once he gets here. It's, it's tradition, Jesse, for here in Phoenix, Arizona. Like I said today on Twitter, um, we are to the point here in Phoenix where somehow when you see 103 degrees on the forecast for consecutive days you're like oh it's going to be nice out (laughs) i I don't understand what's wrong with us i don't but Uh, uh, of course that is your future that is your new life and that is uh what's waiting for you here in in the beautiful now don't get me wrong i mean people will point out quickly how nice the rest of the day is at times and as much as i want to agree with that that's horse shit uh, I try to go for a run as early as possible. And if I go out past 10 o'clock, Jesse, I fucking
1: die outside. It it's
0: so incredible. Well, it's not, it's not,
1: yeah, it's not 10. It's not uh, nine a.m. either. It's, it's like 6 a.m. If you go out at 6 yeah, a.m. It's, six, probably right.
0: it's different. I used to have a job where I went up and I, you know, went to stuff and now, no, I just do this. This is what I do. I watch baseball and I talk with you and I live the best life ever. And I do that also. With my friends at OG's, and I'm going to do that with you at the Maya Day Club in Scottsdale this weekend on June 25th. Uh, I don't know if you're going to be done packing yet. I'm sure you're going to have all sorts of like responsibilities to take care of, but I'm going to show up in a matching button up shirt and like swim trunks, and I'm going to steal you from whatever responsibilities you're trying to take care of. And we're going to go to the Maya Day Club with the rest of the PHMX crew. We're going to have fun over there, and we're going to help OG's launch their first ever limited edition seasonal gummy. Uh, Pina Colada. And of course, I've been talking about it for a long time. My favorite flavor. Uh, I don't even understand how they're so good. It's a perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend. It's just in time here for summer uh, and pool parties like the one we are going to be having over at the Maya Day Club. So check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. That's Brands.com. Um, you can find their products at your local dispensary must be 21 years or older to purchase and enjoy responsibly. Uh, Jesse robot umpires. They're closer than ever. Mm. Uh, all the, 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 it's funny because we, we've been talking about this for a while. We know how much MLB has been testing this in the minor leagues, but of course, uh, now it's moving up to the triple a level. So it's getting some, n- some notoriety again. It's people are noticing again that the robot umpires are back. One thing I uh, have found to be incredibly disappointing, of course, you know uh, that I'm disappointed there's not an actual robot behind home plate. And right, right. N- I'm never gonna be cool with that. Like I really want it to be not only a robot but a cartoonishly
1: over the top umpire robot. You want like C-3PO behind home plate or something? Yeah,
0: but like (laughs) C-3PO wearing a mask, right? Like I want (laughs) him to wear, even though he doesn't need it because he's not a human and he doesn't have to worry about like parts (laughs) of his face being broken, I still want him wearing the umpire mask, the blue (laughs) shirt, the black hat on backwards. The black hat can totally be part of his... Like already robot aesthetic. I'm does fine. he still have?
1: Does he still have baseballs like in his pockets? Oh, absolutely! Like, to give to the, the catcher. Only he shoots him out of a cannon. Just <laughs> the cannon, he sticks it in the little thing,
0: and <laughs> doo, doo, back to the pitching mound is what I'm picturing. There right? you go. Uh, but no, that's none of that. I'm not getting any of that. <laughs> what I'm getting is a, still a home plate umpire who's a humanoid, bipedal humanoid. By the way, not even a fucking mutant. But uh, <laughs> he has an earpiece where the Strikes and balls are being determined by a series of cameras and based on the player's height and their dimensions and obviously the way that they stand in the strike zone. But it sounds like their height is the majority of their determination, right? Something similar to what we've already seen for who knows how many years on television with the little strike box. But again, that strike box, folks, that we see on TV tends to get us a bit riled up more than you know actuality right because it tends to be correct as as far as what the strike zone is that the umpire is calling and you know things like that i've always been okay with like low and high calls jesse but like the plate is always the same fucking size left to right right so like yeah the, 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 the idea that the strike zone expands width wise has always been nonsense to me like to me that's the easiest part of the umpire's job is to call that right but then we don't see like the movement and the way that they could still catch a corner of the plate. But by the time they land in the pitcher's mitt on TV, we're seeing it way over here outside of the strike zone. So it looks like a pretty terrible call. Uh, The only thing is, is we have those umpire scorecards now on Twitter that we can go reference and pretty much we're determining that the umpires were at times as bad as we thought they were going to be. But here's the thing with the strike zone is if they're saying that it's not an actual robot, which pisses me off, we've, We've determined that, uh, and that's going to disappoint a lot of people, by the way. I'm not the only person that's going to be disappointed that it's not an actual robot, but we're taking the robot out. There's a guy back there. He's getting radioed into his headset, basically, if it's a strike or a ball based on cameras and other sensors and things, determining what the strike zone is, is where, where the ball, part, ball line. Why wouldn't home plate umpires be all about this, Jesse? Why wouldn't they be 100% on board with this? And I say that because doesn't this completely take the blame and the whole human element of arguing with the umpire about their calls being wrong or their strike zone so yeah. being weird out of the game, which really is one of the like human error factors in the game of baseball?
1: Well, okay, so let me ask you this first. Do you get the sense that umpires are against it? is that the general consensus that we seem the to be getting so far. The consensus is that umpires feel like you're
0: taking away part of the game that is part of the game. Which I is the human element of an umpire being behind the plate and determining what these calls are, right? Like almost right. like if you had uh I don't but I mean the point of everything we've done to improve sports as far as adding replays and doing these things that that try to get the the calls right and the measurements right and everything right football you know like one of the things I've always heard people talk about is why the fuck don't we have a sensor in the football that's microscopic that shows us exactly where the football is I mean we we could have sensors on the on the yardage markers and we could have a sensor in the football it wouldn't change the weight of the football and it would make it so that you take that human element of the you know, line judge or the referee determining where the ball was out of the game completely, because you can look at a computer that tells you where it stopped at. Right. Right, So there's things like that, that like, if we're using technology to improve the game, I don't see why anybody would be in the way of it. We just still have these people that bring up arguments that I don't feel are valid, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, again, I you... the, the, the thing with the human element, I don't feel like that's valid. I don't really feel like a human element to an umpire calling a strike zone is a valid thing. Like, it's different yeah. if you're talking about an umpire calling, like, someone safe at the plate, or if they made the tag, or things like that. Like, all of that stuff that umpires do otherwise makes sense to me, you know? But yeah. we've still seen them make mistakes, Even this year, the Diamondbacks literally saw an umpire call a ball that was a foul fair or a fair ball foul and be like, oh, oh, I pointed the wrong way. Right, right. right. (laughs) pointing the wrong way. A computer is never going to point the wrong way. It's going to point the right
1: way a 100% of the time, you know? Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's the the tricky part, right, is this is different from what other sports have done and what even baseball has done with instant replay, right there, there is an element of instant replay that sort of takes away the human element, but people are okay with it because it helps them get the call right at right. In the end, right. Which is ultimately the goal. And and I think with balls and strikes, it's even more so something you can do robotically because it is very objective. Like so much of, of baseball and other sports have some subjectivity to it, especially, um, anyone who's a fan of the NBA is as aware of this as anyone, right? Nobody knows what a foul is. People are flopping left and right in the NBA. That's but crazy. it's but it's subjective. There's really no realistic way to program a robot to determine what's a foul and, and what's not. Um right. I mean, maybe I'll maybe I'll regret saying that. Maybe in 10 years that's gonna be the <laughs> next the next robot that they've invented. A thousand percent.
0: People would probably you be on a robot, and the robot's going to mock you for you saying that. But yes, <laughs> right, I, I, right,
1: yes, that's that's certainly going to happen now. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, in in baseball, balls and strikes are a very clear and cut thing, and it's not easy. That's not to say it's easy, and that's why umpires who are very well trained and are better than anyone else in the world at this still make mistakes. It's just not right. possible being right. a human being to be accurate 100 percent of the time. That's what but I'm it's, saying.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm it, And that's, that's why this is an improvement on an existing thing that we do because we didn't have sophisticated technology that could allow us to see a ball from 12 different angles at home plate to see exactly how it crossed home plate and if it right. was in fact a strike or a ball, right? An umpire can only look down as tall as he is, but then he also has to squat down and see the strike zone, right? So that, again, is why the umpire can't get a clear view down straight like overhead over home plate looking down at it and seeing if a ball caught a corner of it, but you know what fucking can a camera hanging above home plate up in right. the rafters that's zoomed in on home plate and providing either somebody or some system with the ability. Like I talked about the, you know, adding a weightless, you know, sensor to a football. You can't really do that with a baseball A baseball. I feel like is a little bit more difficult, but that's not to say that they can't do it with a baseball either. Right? Like, it's just based on how it's made. If a sensor was buried in the core of the baseball, there's a good chance they could, you know, Rawlings could make a weight yeah. or it be included in, in, in the core without it changing the weight or anything of the ball. I mean, we literally have, you know, mic microchips in our phones that are a, a terabyte of, of, data of, of storage space i'm sure do you have a terabyte it. do you have a terabyte yeah oh my gosh i don't like to erase pictures jesse <laughs> so i just went with the big boy but <laughs> oh my you know God. i'm saying my stupid phone that takes these pictures and lets me tweet out dumb things i have to apologize to madison bumgardner in real life to his face jesse All because of my stupid phone and its access to the internet so uh, again i get myself in trouble with it but i also uh, utilize it for all sorts of wonderful things. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, a baseball could easily have something like that in it in the future. Yeah. So I'm, not even, I'm not even that worried about it. I'm su- just suggesting that the idea that this call could come from a system that has 12 different angles looking at home plate seems like a better option than a single solitary human in his mid-50s to 60s, yeah.
1: you know, who didn't get a great night's sleep last night. I I so I totally understand what you're saying, but I do see it from the umpire's perspective. Um, this is going to be ironic to say, um, but umpires aren't robots, right? They're real. They're real people, and and umpires not, have a not my future baseball. <laughs> they are currently, they are, drama currently real, they are currently characters in my. They are currently real people, and so if you think about from an umpire's perspective, like. You know, they all have a story and they all have a reason behind why they wanted to become a major league umpire, right, which is probably crazy for most people to think of most people probably don't aspire to be, uh, to be an umpire like that. But I also know many people who have and, and have enjoyed it. If you bring in a robot that calls balls and strikes, you've gotten dangerously close to making it so that an umpire is pretty much just a vessel through which the robots speak. Like they don't actually have anything Mm. like they're not doing anything. They're basically, they're basically just saying what the robot tells them and they don't really shit. (laughs) They don't actually have an impact on the game. And it's not to say that umpires aspire to, you know, make the game all about themselves, except at least most, most most of them, most of them don't, maybe some (laughs) of them do. Um, But yeah. and, And so, I think the issue is unlike other sports, like other sports have enough subjectivity that you always need a human element. Whereas if you bring in, if you bring in a ball and strike caller, man, I mean, they're not doing much. I mean, between instant replay being there to check the calls that they make on the field and balls and strikes being called, they don't have much of a purpose there anymore. And so I think for them, even though I'm sure they recognize that it is more accurate and they're never going to be perfect. I can understand them being kind of sad about that being, the direction that baseball goes.
0: So what you're saying is, is if they kick rocks, then we're one step closer to see 3 po wearing a umpire mask and being behind on plate. I'm not (laughs) sad about that at all. Jesse, I will say this. Some people I think feel like, you know, umpires maybe didn't aspire to be an umpire. They just fell to it. But yeah, I I, I know two or three umpires and it's kind of wild because they have told me, uh, and one who isn't with us anymore, God rest his soul, also told me like it was kind of their dream to to always be an umpire. Yeah, and like it's a I thing. don't know. I think I think jobs are changing now, right? Like we're having this weird shortage uh, or unfortunate shortage of all sorts of jobs across the United States, right? But it's because people just don't see them in the same light that they used to see them, right? Like for instance, when I was a kid, being a pilot was cool as shit, right? being a pilot, you were the fucking captain. You were wearing like aviator sunglasses and wearing that fucking suit with the short sleeves and that jacket. You were cool as hell, right? Now, I mean, I don't know. We live in a world where aviation has changed. Uh, People are kind of at their worst at times now when they're on a plane. Uh, And it's not as desirable to be an airline pilot. So we're experiencing a shortage of like young pilots that are training to become pilots, which is going to be a huge problem for us very soon, right? So it's like kind of like umpires, like maybe there was a time where some of these guys that became umpires looked at umpires in a different light and maybe kind of saw them as being a bit like cool and heroic and like, yeah, you know, the, 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 the leader of the baseball game because they were in charge and just of years of us just shitting on umpires as a position and being like, fuck that guy constantly has made nobody want to be an umpire. Right. And I mean, I, I
1: don't know. I don't know how if there's an umpire shortage coming up or whatever. would anyone, yeah, would anyone want to be an umpire? Like, if, if all you're know. doing is like, like if you're just calling outs on the field, but there's instant replay. And then other than that, you're just kind of relaying balls and I mean, I guess what is interesting is that it's doubtful that um ball strike robots would be available at every level. Right. Oh, bullshit, like I don't Jesse. Bullshit. You think I mean like okay, but droids,
0: droids. you're saying droids aren't affordable and easily purchased and made. You could get one for ninety nine dollars at Disneyland. You can make it and design it the exact oh, way you gosh. want to <laughs> all you need is a little robot with a remote control back there, and then put sensors on it. Is all I'm saying.
1: No, um, you're right. They're not gonna guys. They're not gonna pay for those for like a collegiate game, sure. or at least most collegiate games, or well, even, even rookie league stuff.
0: The, the the for this series of, of games that were added to AAA, like the the Las Vegas Aviators, is one of the ballparks that has the robot umpires, right? But the Las, sure. Las Vegas Aviators Stadium is beautiful. I have been there as far as minor league stadiums go. It's, it's one of the nicest ones I've ever been to. So, uh, I mean, again, like you said, it's probably not going to be for every team and all the play, you know, but see, that's the thing is, is, uh, how much do we pay these umpires though? Can we buy robots and in installment payments? I'm pretty sure we can. And if we can't <laughs> buy them from the companies that make the robots on installment payments, then I'm pretty sure we can just get a loan pay the bank back that's business (laughs) business runs jesse i promise you we'll get everybody a robot umpire before i I was gonna say this though like i've had people that have asked me like and i don't know about you i know well actually i do know about you you have wanted to do this job since you were 12 years old i have video proof of it that i could play right now but i'm not going to Uh, (laughs) but much like yourself i also have wanted to do like this job since yeah, I was little, right? When I watched Sandlot for the first time, I thought it was cool as hell that Smalls was like the announcer. I never once, never once imagined myself being Benny the Jet Rodriguez on the field looking up at the press box. But you bet your ass that I imagined myself being the guy wearing a baseball hat looking down or. An ugly fishing hat, I should say, looking down uh, from the press box at his friend who was scoring the game-winning home run for the Los Angeles Dodgers, or game game-winning run, I should say, not home run. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I was a huge Sports Center fan when I was a kid, and I don't even know if that's the same, right? Like Sports Center when I was a kid was this weird combination of not only sports media but comedy, where they was like, oh, it, like every single episode was just a 30 minute, you know, stand up special for the two hosts that were doing it while they also called baseball and other sports highlights, right? So, yeah. I mean, again, it things change and who knows if people still view, you know, some of these jobs in the same way, right? Like I know over the last 10 years the word media at times has become a a, a, a like almost a bad word thrown around, so I don't know if people have the same, you know, inclination to want to do jobs like this as as they used to, right? But what I do know is they want to do this more than they want to be a fucking umpire, so that's why we need robots, Jesse. Uh, and Manfred says, by the way, adopting robots in MLB for 2023 is very unlikely, uh, but yeah, it's there's a little there's a little crack in the door, so who knows? Yeah, happens, but uh, Jesse, you're going to be here soon. How long until? Uh, we get you in Phoenix full time. Are you going to be here by uh, by this weekend so we can go to this pool party?
1: I will. I will be there just in time for the pool party, Derek. I wouldn't. Let's I wouldn't go. miss it. Let's go. Let's <laughs> no, go. my my first uh, my first day at the ballpark where you'll see me actually tweeting again and everything will be Friday. Um, so yeah, for those of you who are uh, wondering why I've gone silent on Twitter, I'm sort of enjoying my uh, my travels right now to arizona but once i'm there i'm there and then uh full full speed ahead starting friday i understand there's a lot of
0: stress with travel and i can only imagine the stress that you're under with the the kind of scope of your travel it's pretty big right so it's like yeah uh, taking that time away from social media and stuff kind of makes it a little bit easier to focus at least on the task at hand and not feel like you're uh you got so many you know pots on on the burners and things like that but we appreciate everything you've done. I've talked about this at length. I'm excited to be for you to be back here. Our first uh in-house duo show will be on Monday. Uh we will be remote on Sunday doing the post game show, but we will be around on Monday doing our thing live in studio. Uh we will also be out at Four Peaks like I mentioned next Wednesday for our post series after uh, after that series as well. So make sure to join us for all that. Make sure to come out to the DraftKings uh, or excuse me, uh, Four Peaks Brewery. If you are able to Uh, sign up on DraftKings Sportsbook, if you're a new customer, use our code of PHNX and get a membership over at gophnx.com. Do all that stuff and then report back to me. Let me know when it's done. I'm going to need to see screenshots and visual proof of everything. Uh, But once you have, I'm going to send you an autographed picture from Jesse Friedman, and it's that's very <laughs> exciting. But uh, we thank you guys so much, of course, for joining us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore Debacks. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you're watching us right now on YouTube, I don't know how that's possible. This is an audio only podcast, so there's no way for you to do that. You're a, you're a witch if you're doing that, but if you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the PHNX sports YouTube channel and sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the opportunities to see us live, not only us, but all the other shows we go live all the time. Uh, Make sure you sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss us. If you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, Please be sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Leave us a five-star review if you, uh, if you feel we deserve it because, I don't know, I, I feel we deserve it. But that's, that's just me. I'm a little biased towards the hosts on this show. We thank you guys so much for joining us. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we appreciate your time and we appreciate your ear. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun. When you vote for the Arizona Diamondbacks as fucking all-stars, get on it. Go do it right now.